Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share with you that I have officially opened up the sign-up page for a free workshop that I am hosting on August 25th called Manifest Money for Good. It's a three-day live workshop designed for lightworkers like you who are ready to stop resisting the prosperity that they deserve so that you can attract more money and unapologetically change the world. I'm giving away some incredible prizes this time in true Manifestation Babe fashion, so you're definitely not going to want to miss this one. If manifesting more money for good is on your goals list for 2020, then guess what? The universe has officially answered your prayers. You can sign up right now at manifestationbabe.com slash money for good. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash money for good. I am so excited to see you in the workshop. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Babe podcast. You guys, I thought the series was over, but it is not. We are officially on episode number five of the Ayahuasca series, and no, I did not expect to make a fifth one, but here we are. So I know that I've gotten so many questions. First of all, the most amazing feedback. Um, I believe that, and I don't know for certain, but I'm pretty sure that the Ayahuasca episodes series, episodes number 116, 120, 121, and 122 have been the highest downloaded podcasts of all time on the Manifestation Bay podcast. Um, and I have received so much incredible feedback. I know I've inspired a lot of you guys to book your ticket to Rhythmia and actually go and experience it for yourself. I know some of you have mentioned how I have shown up in your ceremonies or like crazy awesome things have happened for you when you were at Rhythmia. And, um, I got a lot of questions, you know, asking me like, would I do it again? And how is life six months later? And, all of that stuff. And so I was really thinking about it in the last couple of weeks and I decided to make a fifth episode sharing with you guys all of the things that I did not expect to experience from the moment that I returned from Costa Rica and I shared all those episodes up until now. Um, now for context, I highly recommend if you, this is your first of the ayahuasca series, you are missing a lot of context. So for context, please go back and listen to episodes number 116, 120, 121, and 122, where essentially I share with you 
why I'm doing ayahuasca in the first place and what it is and what it's known for and all of that good stuff. And then episode number 120 and 121 is essentially a recap of exactly what happened in as much detail as I could remember at that time and as much detail as I could make sense of at that time um, of ceremonies number one, number two, number three, and number four. And then in episode number 122, I shared with you lessons that I learned and things that I was going to take with me from my ceremonies into my everyday life. Now, that was the most transformative and memorable week of my life. And if you have done plant medicine before, you know that it takes your life to a whole new level. I mean, reality just does not look the same. (laughs) It just doesn't look the same. It doesn't feel the same. Your consciousness opens up so wide. There's no way that you could ever look at yourself, um, people in your life, the world, how things work the same ever again. And There's a lot of things, um, specifically about five topics that I want to discuss with you that I didn't expect. Um, And this applies to all psychedelics that I've done. Um, For instance, all meaning mushrooms and um, ayahuasca, but more specifically, this is geared towards ayahuasca because I feel like it's a much stronger experience, a deeper experience, at least for me. And, um, and it's more specifically, you know, this episode relates more to my most recent ayahuasca and only ayahuasca experience, which happened in last December of 2019. Now, um, I don't know if what I'm about to share with you is common. I know that some themes have showed up for my friends that, um, have gone with me. Now, a lot of it that I'm going to share with you is coming from my personal experience. So again, this is not like saying that, hey, if you do this, this is what you're going to experience in the next six months of your life because every single person's experience is different and any challenges that might come up from this is going to be completely different from one person to another um, as well as benefits. Some people might benefit more than others and again, before you go ahead and do something like ayahuasca, make sure you do your research. Make sure you listen to my previous episodes where I tell you, um, you know, essentially like if you're not ready for this, probably shouldn't do it. (laughs) If she's not calling, she meaning mother ayahuasca, probably not a good idea to do it just because it's so intense. I feel like this is something that you have to be called towards and you have to be ready for it. And of course, there are some contraindications that, um, you know, Rhythmia is a medically licensed facility. So of course, they check for all this before they ever serve you the medicine. However, if you plan on going anywhere else, I just want to make sure that you always consult with a doctor and someone who knows your health history and what ayahuasca is and um, can tell you whether you are you know, biologically able to, um, or not able to, to take it. So anyway, that's my little disclaimer. Um, the very first thing, let's just dive in, shall we? The very first thing that I didn't expect to experience is number one, this happened instantly. When I came home from Rhythmia, those closest to me have said, wow, Catherine, you have changed. And that was really interesting for me to hear because I didn't even understand how I've changed because all I felt was so much closer to my authentic self than I ever have before. And so I felt more like myself. I felt actually like the opposite of change. 
I felt like I would just let go of all the things, all the baggage and the things that didn't serve me. But when I came home, you know, what I felt was I got so clear on my mission and my wants and my needs and my desires. And I just became relentless in their pursuit. Cause I realized, you know, after having that experience, you're like, wow, all of this is an illusion anyway. None of this is real. Life is short. Let's let's do this, <laughs> right? Like whatever we got to do, why not why not just do this? Like screw fear, screw all this, screw imposter syndrome. Like we're we just got to go for it. We don't have time, you guys. Like come on, let's go. And I felt more in alignment with myself than I ever have before, but my husband, for instance, Brennan, for those of you who know him or have heard um episodes on which I brought him on previously, he saw me as a completely changed person. And this is something that, first of all, terrified him and also terrified me for different reasons. Number one is my husband, of course, was so nervous about me going there by myself, having this experience. He um, expressed that he had fear, like ayahuasca showing him something that basically said, like, you need to do this, 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 and this, and this. And then I'd come home and like uproot our entire life and like completely change everything. And my fear, on the other hand, which I didn't express in previous episodes, was that I had this fear that we would grow apart, that I would have this intense experience. I'd go to a completely different plane. Um, My spirituality would go so far forward that I would feel like I'm leaving him behind. And I remember having breakdowns at the lunch table at Rhythmia because there's like these big tables and like communal tables and everyone has has um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. And I am someone who isn't a public crier. Like I hate crying in public. I hate just drawing attention to me and people like being, oh no, what's wrong? How can I help you? I like to process things privately. And um And I just remember being at lunch, talking to some of my friends after night one of the ceremony, which was a very tough ceremony for me. I just broke down crying. I didn't care who saw me. I didn't care what anyone said. I just broke down crying and I sobbed on the lunch table. And I realized that my biggest fear about going back for round two, ceremony number two, was that that something would happen. I'd go so far that already my husband and I, like we are, very, we have d- very different views. We have very different, like I am much more, um, I wouldn't say like spiritually connected because we're all spiritual beings in human form, right? That's what I believe. But it's just like my spiritual practices and some of my beliefs are a lot more out there than his. And we're already so different in that um, sense. And that's Truly what makes us magical is that we can balance each other out. But I was afraid that I would go so far that there would be no, like there, it would be impossible to find any balance. And, um, and so when I came home, his nightmare came true and my nightmare came true too. And the dissonance was really frustrating. And I felt like every single fear that I had, remember how I shared that the shamans talk about ayahuasca being just half the work. So when you do the work in ceremonies, even though it feels like 10 years of therapy in one night, so multiply that by four ceremonies, it's like, I don't know, I'm not even that old, but like 40 years of therapy in in four nights, it's a lot of inner work. Right. And so, um, and then that's only half the work. So when you come home, you're, you're integrating and you are applying everything from ceremony and how you apply it is what's going to make the experience stick. 
Because if you don't apply anything, then it's just something that you did. You just went to Costa Rica or went to Peru or went to somewhere in the Amazon. You did this hallucinogenic brew and you came home and whatever, life goes on. And so it's so important to integrate. And um, the shaman said that things will come up and things will come up when you come home old patterns will resurface. And it's not to be seen as, hey, I'm going backwards now, or I didn't make any progress, or, oh my God, it didn't work. In fact, it's showing you, yes, it worked because guess what? Now we can heal it. And so when I came home, of course, all my fears and all Brennan's fears were manifesting before our eyes. And of course, it terrified us. And I felt very misunderstood. The, ver- the first few months when I came back from Costa Rica, it was something that we really had to work through a lot of tough conversations. And I can admit that, you know, as I relentlessly implemented my vision and continue to implement my vision, um, that you guys, um, if you remember, were around my brand, my business, where we're supposed to live, um, all of those things. And I can admit that I've been aggressive at times. I'm like, Brendan, we don't have time. We got to move. We got to do this. We got to la, 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 Like, I'm just like, let's go, 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 go. We got to hire these people. Like, like we got to do this because I saw it, right? I saw it in my vision. And of course, like, can you just imagine like walking around and um, doing things in life and telling people like, I have to do this because I saw it in a vision. I saw it in my ayahuasca ceremony. Um but it's so true. It's not like it's not like Mother Ayahuasca ever shows you anything that is. And by the way, those of you who um, ignored my advice of listening to uh, the first four episodes, I ref- I'm going to refer to Mother Ayahuasca here because it is believed, and I've experienced a uh, motherly goddess spirit that is behind the plant of ayahuasca. And she is essentially your guide on this trip. And so some people believe that, and there's different beliefs. I'm just going to refer to her as Mother Ayahuasca, but you can also look at it as your higher self, a conversation with your higher self. And most people, they really struggle with um, you know, saying Mother Ayahuasca showed me this because they're like, no, 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 no one's showing you anything. It's always you doing the work. And I totally believe that. I believe that everything is one, everything is the same. But for me, I like to refer to her as a mother goddess spirit. So anyway, It's not like Mother Ayahuasca shows you something that you don't know or something that isn't already deeply ingrained in your subconscious, like a deep, deep desire for what you're capable of and what you um, deserve to create and all this stuff. And so, you know, like, like I was just, no, 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 we got to do this. Like this, there's no time. Like we have to do this. And it's been a a work in progress and we've come a long way. And even though progress is still to, still to be made here, We've really, really come a long way, but however, this is something that we're still working through and just like having deep conversations and, and, uh, being honest with each other. And anytime I'm being way too aggressive about implementing my vision, Brennan will definitely let me know. And anytime I get impatient that around the fact that we're not going fast enough, of course I will let him know as well. And so there's been just, um, and, and really when I look at it now, it's just been a healing process. It's not like it brought up anything that wasn't there. It was just bringing up old patterns between us as two human beings in a marriage together, right? Living together, spending 24 seven together. It's like, this is being highlighted as our biggest differences. And if we can get through these differences, then we are essentially like my favorite word, unfuckwithable. We have an unfuckwithable relationship. 
Um, and so it's been beautiful, even though challenging and sometimes we struggle and we're not perfect, but this is definitely something where I'm like, what do you mean I've changed? I haven't changed at all. Like, what are you talking about? I'm more myself than ever before. I've not changed at all. And those closest to you, when you do this, you might come home and they might be like, yo, you're completely different now. Like, who are you? What happened? And it could lead to some confusion. So at least that's what happened in my experience. The second thing is, is um, probably the scariest one, to be honest. Um, At least it scared me for the first three weeks that this happened. I was like, oh my God, am I not back in reality? Like what is happening? So the first three weeks post ayahuasca, I felt like I was tripping every single night and sometimes during the day. And this was admittedly freaking me out at first because I'm like, what is going on? Like, I should be back now. And it's apparently a common occurrence. I remember asking some of the people that were in my group through WhatsApp because we have like this group text train. And um, something that's very common is that you will often have very, very vivid dreams. And sometimes you'll feel like you're floating away. Um, I remember having experiences where I'm literally questioning my reality, which sounds super scary and at times was for me, um, you know, temporarily, never lasted more than like 20, 30 minutes. But I just remember I will be in my mom's house and she's talking to me. This is like a couple days later, guys. And she'll be talking to me. And as she's talking to me, I can't help but like start floating off. And I'd be like telling myself, like, I'd be asking myself, is this real? Am I dreaming this? Like, is this happening? Is this not happening? And I could just feel like the constructs of my reality, like drifting apart and floating apart. And then I would feel really terrified because I would try to anchor myself back into my body and I can't. And I'm like, what is happening? And, um, I remember many nights around like two, three in the morning, I'd wake up and I would literally feel like I'm still in ceremony. Um, Some mornings I'd wake up and I would have a hard time grounding myself. And it would be only after literally, you know, um, there's this common grounding exercise that you can do anytime you feel anxiety or you feel like you need to ground yourself back into your body, which is listing out something that you can see, something that you can hear, something that you can taste, something that you can touch. Um, And I would do these practices and I would vision like these deep, deep roots coming from my feet and anchoring myself back into earth. Um, And only when I would do that, then I would kind of come back into this reality, right? And of course, that begs the question, what is reality anyway? It is a construct. It is an illusion. But to see that with your bare eyes can get a little freaky, especially when you're so used to being in this dense material world where, you know, you knock on my table and it's solid, but is it really solid? It's not. It's a bunch of vibrating molecules, a bunch of vibrating atoms, which are 99.999% space. And when you're in that dimension, when you're doing something like a psychedelic, you, it basically opens up, you know, your third eye and it melts away um, 3D reality and it lifts the veil between the material and the spiritual world and you're seeing things that literally no human being normally sees. And so when that when Mother Ayahuasca stays in your system, so this is why it's happening, she or the drink or whatever stays in your system for about three weeks after. Um, and so the effects and the connection with you and Mother Aya is the strongest. And then according to shamans, Um, mother ayahuasca actually stays in your consciousness for the rest of your life, (laughs) which 
<laughs> at first you're like, wait a second, am I going to be tripping for the rest of my life? Like what's going on? No, it's just like you have her as a spirit guide. And it's pretty cool because I can feel her and I know when she's guiding me and I know when she's there and I can always call upon that connection, which I think is really awesome. And then after three weeks, once I did something called the bitter and sweet baths and I uh, just basically sat with it. I just let it happen. I accepted it. I didn't resist it because at first I was resisting it. And then when I didn't resist it, I'm like, you know what, Catherine, if you really want to float off in space, just let yourself float off in space. It's okay. And the moment I would give myself permission to do that, I would just come back in and I would feel myself again and I'd feel safe in my body again. So after three weeks, this completely went away. I finally grounded back into myself and um, it never happened again until this is just a side note. My mom went to Rhythmia in February, right before quarantine. Basically, she was one of the last weeks before they shut down um, Costa Rica. And when she was at Rhythmia, I would actually, because my mom and I are so connected, every night she was in ceremony, guys, I was in ceremony. I would go to bed because I'd go to bed around the time when her ceremony would start. And in the middle of the night, I would wake up and I am in the maloka. I can smell it. I can see a snake slithering around, which is how Mother Aya shows up to me um, as, and I would hear the music. Guys, I'm experiencing this like in 3D reality as if it's actually happening. Like I knew I would wake up and I'd be like, I'm not asleep right now, but I feel like I'm tripping and I'd feel really drunk. And then I tell myself, Catherine, just go back to bed, just let it pass. And I'd fall back asleep and like a couple hours I'd wake up again and I'd go to the bathroom and I'm like, I can't because I'm literally hallucinating. Like what is happening? And I realized that it's because my mom is in ceremony. So after she left from Costa Rica, which um, she had the most incredible experience, you guys, for anyone who's curious, my mom received so many incredible healings. In fact, she is someone who um, dealt with chronic migraines for over 40 years. And she, knock on wood, um, has not had a single migraine since she returned. And this is like three or four months. And she used to have migraines at least once a week for a few days. Um, and it would be bad, like really bad. She had to take like really strong uh, pharmaceuticals to numb the pain and it would just be like horrible. Um, she would get nauseous. She'd have to lay in bed for most of the day. And so knock on wood, she literally has not experienced any migraines since coming home. So it's been really, really amazing. And so ever since she came back, I have not felt this where I have floated away, questioned my reality. I feel pretty grounded and back. Now, next time I do ayahuasca, is this going to happen again? I don't know. I don't know if this happens to everyone. It didn't happen to everyone from my group. Um, it only happened to a few people. But just so you guys are warned, in case it does happen, like prepare for three weeks of being like WTF is happening. The third thing that I didn't expect, well, actually I kind of expected, but it's just much more heightened than I expected, which is I have been initiated into the spiritual world like I never would have expected. Um, ayahuasca opened up my psychic sense, senses and really heightened them. Um, I have opened up clairvoyance and I have always been told like I've, I'm claircognizant. That's my strongest clair, which is essentially like the psychic sense of knowing. It's like a deep in, inner knowing and you just know things. You don't really see anything. You don't really hear anything. It's not like visuals come to you. It's just that you know, like the knowing just comes to you. 
And clairvoyance is seeing things with your third eye. And so clairvoyance has really opened up for me and I'm seeing visuals and I'm having premonitions and really cool stuff is happening. It's not as strong as I thought it would be, but it's so much stronger than it was before. Um, My intuition has become like 10 times stronger. Um, Another thing that's happened is um, my tolerance for anything less than what's serving me has decreased immensely. Like when I hold on to something that doesn't serve me on a soul level, I literally feel mayhem inside of my soul. It's almost like an immediate depression that I'll feel. Like I'll just feel so low and so frustrated and so aggravated and so like meh until I have cleared that thing or learn the lesson that that thing has brought with it. And so my tolerance, it's like my soul is so unaccepting. And and anytime something comes into my life where it's like, this clearly doesn't serve me, I have to let it go. Like I just have to, otherwise I do not feel like myself, which I think is so interesting because if you think about it, like a lot of people and me previously in the past, like we have this tolerance. Um, to things that don't serve us. And we just hold on and hold on and hold on. And we think that life is supposed to be that way. And when you do something like plant medicine, it's like the wisdom that comes in and the knowings and the, um, the breakthroughs that you have, it's, it's like you just, your, your standards go up. Um, and you realize that you really are a soul having a human experience and your soul is divine love and divine love deserves the best. Divine love deserves divine love, right? And when you unconditionally love yourself, you don't stand for anything less than the highest standards for yourself. And I've just recognized that like literally my soul, my body just rejects things, straight up rejects like, nope. Um, Another thing that's happened is I now see spirits with my bare naked eyes. Um, I literally will see them in houses. I'll see them lurking in corners, sitting in hallways, hanging on the streets, like no big deal. (laughs) My bare naked eyes, which I have had like the sensation of spirits before. Like I could feel them. I could feel when a corner of a house just doesn't feel right. But now I straight up see things. Um, And it's been really interesting. What I'm going to do with that information. I don't know, but um, just a little side note. Uh, I also have developed discernment between beings of light and beings of shadows. And um, I think that this is major, especially when it comes to channeling and especially when it comes to like calling in spirits to help you, to assist you, you know, like ancestors and spirit guides to always make sure that they are beings of light and not beings of shadows. Um, I don't like to say evil. I don't like to say bad or good or bad. I just like to discern between being of light and being of a shadow. Um, I've also had a crazy experience with a dark spirit. Again, I'm refusing to call it a demon, even though my old self would totally have called it a demon. Um, I've had a crazy, crazy experience that I'm more than happy to share with you guys. If you're into that kind of stuff, if you're open to that kind of stuff, in fact, I have been feeling really called and pulled to open up more about this very spiritual, like esoteric side of me um, and information that I have and like I don't know how to connect with your spirit guides, how to channel, how to do all this stuff. Like I'm more than happy to share this with you and the previous version of myself, especially the version of myself before ayahuasca, um, has been very like, like 
like walking on eggshells when it comes to this kind of stuff and kind of tiptoeing around it and thinking that, oh my God, if I share this stuff, people are going to think I'm crazy. But you know what? We're all a little crazy. And so um, more than happy to share that episode. Let me let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you're interested. I've told pretty much every single person that I know in person that I'm friends with, and they're all like, oh my God, Catherine, that sounds insane. Um, so I feel like I've been initiated straight up into the spiritual world like never before. Uh, number four is I've been tested a few times in regards to the vision that I saw in my ceremonies. So first of all, you probably have noticed the Manifestation Bay brand, the branding has changed since I got home and it's continuing to evolve and there's still so much in progress, uh, but it's literally the, the same vision that I had, the same colors, the same feel, the same vibe as to what I saw in my ceremonies. But I've also run into like a million roadblocks around my living situation. And man, remember when I shared with you guys like the the home of my dreams? And I've been tuning into like whether it's a house or a condo or penthouse or apartment or what is it? And the more I tune in, the more I get the word home, which home can apply to anything. Home is anything that feels like home to you. However, the most important part is manifesting that home with the view the view of LA that I cannot shake. And I'm still in progress of shifting things in my life to match what was in my vision. And I know that a lot of what I'm receiving right now, a lot of these roadblocks is part of my training around, okay, how bad do you want it, Catherine? Is essentially the question I get. And so I just kept I just keep persevering and trusting and surrendering and knowing that everything that I saw in that vision that makes me so happy and brings me so much fulfillment is going to absolutely manifest. And I trust that I'll figure it all out. And once I do, it's going to be perfectly in alignment. Um, I also, in the last six months, feel like I'm on the precipice of some huge shifts in my life. And I can't pinpoint what they are. I just know that there are shifts happening and there's something huge around the corner. And I've had a couple of psychics and healers that I've worked with in the last um, couple months confirm this, where they're all like, Catherine, you better buckle up because things are about to take off. And I'm like, okay, when? And they're like, like soon, like it's already happening. And I'm like, okay, but I'm not seeing anything, but I can feel it, but I can't see it, but I can feel it, but I can't see it. What the hell is going on? And it's been pretty much like this since I drank ayahuasca. Um, the fifth thing and the last thing that I didn't expect, this one especially, and now that I've been talking with you guys, um, especially in the beginning of the episode, I shared like half the work is done after ayahuasca. This makes sense. I don't know why I put this on this list. This should have been just something that oh, it's like, oh, duh, Catherine, you should have remembered this. But you know what? the level to which I've been experiencing this, I didn't expect. So old patterns have totally come back up. Um, in this quarantine, especially, I felt I feel like I'm going through school, like spirit school again. And a lot of things have intensified for me on an emotional, mental level for my healing process. I feel like I'm back at square one with a lot of things, like a lot of old patterns, even things that I thought that I already worked through with ayahuasca. And I came home and I was like, yeah, I got this. This is amazing. I feel like it's cleared. Um, and then what I realized is what ayahuasca does is essentially uproots everything 
clears a lot of stuff, but then gives you stuff to clear yourself because without you doing that clearing and integrating that clearing back into your everyday 3D life, third dimensional life, like here on the material plane, instead of out there on the astral plane, like it's not going to stick because you don't have wisdom, right? It's the difference between winning the lottery and earning a million dollars. Like let's say that same amount of money, you can either win $10 million in the lottery or or earn $10 million in a year or two or whatever, you have, you don't get, you don't gain any wisdom with winning the money, but you gain so much wisdom with earning the money, with manifesting the money that you then, if let's say that you spent all the money or you lost it or something happened, you know how to do it again. But to win it, there's not like a a strategy behind that. It's like you're expecting external circumstances to shift in your favor in order for you to receive money rather than knowing that all of the external circumstances are based on your internal circumstances, right? It's based on your energy. It's based on your like thoughts and beliefs and actions that you take. And it's just a completely different experience. And I always say that money without wisdom doesn't stick. And so it's the same thing. You could have all these breakthroughs with ayahuasca or plant medicine, but if you don't integrate them and you don't recognize that patterns, old patterns are going to come back up in your everyday life for you to learn how to apply them so that you can have that wisdom, then you're going to have a really tough time. And this is a great reminder for me that healing is not linear and that this is the opportunity for me to clear everything that's been coming up. And it also goes to show you um, the ayahuasca is not a quick fix, you guys. It's not a quick fix that's going to solve all your problems. It will uproot old wounds and trauma so that you can finally heal them. So a lot of people have been asking me, Catherine, are you going to do it again? <laughs> are you ever going to do this experience again? Now, initially, I would have probably said, I don't know. In fact, for the first month afterwards, especially the first three weeks where I'm like, you know, drifting off into space and having a hard time grounding myself and like really struggling with that and like feeling like I'm tripping in my sleep and in my dreams, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to do this because it already messed me up, right? Even though it didn't. It's just like in that time of fear, I'm like, oh my God, did I screw up my brain? Like, what did I do? Oh my God. And then I was like, oh my God, what if I, you know, I'm feeling this way and I'm like telling people to do this and what if they experience the same thing and what's happening and blah, 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 blah. Like I had all these fears come up. And of course, um, about a month and a half later, I was in breath work and during my breath work class at the very end, because breath work is my favorite healing modality of tapping into my intuition. It helps me tap in so, so quickly. So when I tapped in, um, after breathwork, I heard a voice and the voice said, end of year 2020, see you again. And I knew it was mother ayahuasca talking to me and I was like, oh my God. Okay. Um, and it just felt so right. And I felt excited to do it again. And I realized in that moment, how many gifts that I have received that even though this entire process, to be honest, intimidates me, I totally will do it again. And I realized that if one week gave me so much clarity in my life, I can only imagine the lessons that are going to come through the next time I sit with the medicine. And at least now I just know that this is, and it's not like I thought of it this way before, but I just have wisdom, more wisdom around this, that this isn't child's play. 
Like this is not a recreational thing. This is not fun. This is a serious initiation to deep inner spiritual work. And I've actually talked to a couple friends who um, weren't so spiritual. In fact, it's so interesting. There's a lot of scientists that come to Rhythmia, a lot of doctors and scientists and astronauts even who come and do it. And um, they just like, they, they leave completely like opened up where they're no longer denying that there is something out there that's so much more than what we can see and what we can feel, taste, and touch and prove using the scientific method, right? There's so much more out there that we just are unable to explain. And it's really cool to hear from them like how they just don't have any doubt. Like I have no doubt that God exists. I have no doubt that the universe exists. I have no doubt that we're all connected. I have no, I'm no longer a skeptic to this. Like it is real. And it's so cool because, and then, you know, especially the people who are already pretty much initiated and into the spiritual world and like kind of like opening up that connection and remembering where they came from and remembering that they're a spiritual being in human form. It's just so, it just opens up so much more for you. It's like you already know it's existed, but to actually see it and experience it and feel it as if it's happening here in 3D is really freaking cool. And I felt like, you know, to kind of conclude this, over the last six months, I felt like I've been going through a spiritual awakening on a whole different level. (laughs) My initial spiritual awakening was in 2015 at a Tony Robbins event, go figure, Um, And this has been like this drawn out process where it's been both intimidating and freeing at the exact same time. And um, this would just be my biggest warning for anyone who's been inspired by my ayahuasca episodes that in my experience, at least again, every single person's experience is different. But I just know that one consistent theme that's that will come up um, from at least what I've heard from everybody I know who's done it is that you got to be ready for what this uproots in your life beyond the ceremony. You got to be ready to do the integration work and how this will not, this is not an easy quick fix. And this is not something that's just going to, you know, give you everything you need in one night or a few nights or however many ceremonies you plan on sitting in. You actually have to come back into your life. And the work is in how do you take these spiritual principles and these breakthroughs and actually put them into the 3D world. And if you think about it, guys, like the whole purpose of you being a human being here on planet earth is for you to learn and experience and enjoy the material physical plane. Okay. Because when you die, you're already going to go back up into the astral plane and you are already going to transcend everything that you're working so hard on transcending as part of your spiritual journey here on planet earth. And what I am constantly reminded of is that the spiritual journey lies in our bodies. It lies in our minds. It lies here on planet earth, right? This is part of the curriculum. This is part of the lesson. This is part of the point. The point is to play here. The point is to express ourselves here. We're essentially God expressing itself in human form. And we are learning lessons just to experience them. Because if you think about it, when you die and you ascend to the spiritual plane, you don't have any emotions anymore. You don't have feelings. You don't have thoughts. You don't have, you can't touch anything. You don't have polarity, right? Polarity only exists here on planet earth. And so if you are like, let's say that you're a soul floating in the astral plane, like you have no concept of what forgiveness is. 
You have no concept of pain. You have no concept of suffering. You have no concept of making a mistake. You have no concept of feeling shame, feeling embarrassment, feeling like a failure, feeling like you're not enough. There is no concept of it because there is no polarity. It just is. It's all high vibrational energy, right? It's all unconditional love. And so part of you coming here is for you to experience that polarity and be like, oh, wow, now I can really appreciate love. Now I can appreciate pleasure. Now I can appreciate um, joy. Now I can appreciate all of these things because I know what it's like to have the opposite. And um, now I have people to forgive. Now I have situations to forgive. Now I have myself to forgive, right? Now I have pain to learn from. And it's not like saying that the point of coming here is to suffer enough so that you can learn enough lessons because... I think that that's also an old paradigm um, that I that came to my attention with ayahuasca is that a lot of us have this belief that the only way to learn is to suffer, right, and to have pain. And we hear so many stories um, about people who, you know, write best-selling books because of a car accident that they were in, and they broke their back, and they were paralyzed from the waist down, and then they healed themselves, and now they're famous for this healing. And it's not like undermining what they've done. And it's nothing against them. It's just that we have created this paradigm where we think that we need to suffer in order to receive happiness and joy and all these incredible things. And that's the only way that we can learn our lessons. And I just don't see it that way anymore. I see, um, and something that Jerry talked about at Rhythmia is like, we're no longer here to operate from the wounded healer. We're here to operate from the happy healer. We're here to live our best lives and to inspire other people to live their best lives too. And the only polarity that we should be engaging in is getting what we don't want in exchange for what we do want so that we can receive clarity on what we do want. And polarity is just here to be like, "Mm, don't like that. Ooh, yes, love that. That's what I want. That's what I want to experience. It's just a it helps us play the game and it makes the game more interesting, right? It's like playing a game with no levels, playing a game with no obstacles, no challenges, right? Playing a game with no opponents that are trying to uh, win the game before you, right? Or keep you from winning the game. Like we're here to play a game and that's what that is. And um, anyway, so I digress. (sighs) It's exciting. It's intimidating and guaranteed With ayahuasca, you will never feel the same way about reality ever, 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 ever again. I am curious if I've inspired you to go on a plant medicine journey or if you've already been on a journey for a while, um, um, I want to know how it was for you and if you can relate with what I'm sharing here. Like, can you relate with any of this? And maybe you are someone who's listened to my series who has no interest ever to do anything like this, but has been enjoying my episodes. Um, I'm curious to hear like what you guys have learned just from my experience and the lessons that I've shared. Cause I've also heard from you guys that you have, especially for those of you who have never done this, don't intend on doing this, but still learned a lot from the episodes and it's helped you so much in integrating some lessons that you've been learning. I'm super curious to hear your thoughts. Um, take a screenshot of, of this episode post it on your Insta story. Let me know your takeaways, your breakthroughs, anything that you want to share with me. Let me know. Um, I'm super curious. And for those of you who have not yet downloaded my free meditation hypnosis that I'm giving away to every single person 
who leaves a review on this podcast, you can do that by simply um, swiping up, I think, or no, don't take me up on this. Go to my main podcast page on iTunes, scroll all the way down when you hit see all episodes, and you should see like a section that has the reviews. And you'll see a button that says write a review. You click on that, you write your review, and then, and I just appreciate an honest review. I'm not asking only for five stars, but if you genuinely want to leave me a five star, I definitely appreciate that as well. Uh, take a screenshot before you submit it, then submit it. Um, just because when you do submit it, it has to go through an approval process. And so oftentimes like you might lose and it doesn't even go up in order. So you might completely lose your review unless you go and dig for it amongst the other reviews. So you want to screenshot it before, then submit it, then send uh, your screenshot to hello at manifestationbabe.com. And what we're going to do is in return, we're going to give you a free manifestation hypnosis, which hypnosis is one of my favorite modalities on rewiring your subconscious mind to help you manifest on autopilot by rewiring old thought patterns and old beliefs that do not serve you and replacing them with ones that do serve you and will help you manifest all of your desires so much faster and easier and with more joy. So anyway, I love you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, I will catch you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.